All right, what's going on, guys? We're back with the third episode of the Topcast, and I just want to thank everybody again for the support. It's been crazy. It's been you guys have been awesome. You've been hitting me up on Snapchat and on Discord and everything, like suggestions and questions. It's been awesome. So I really enjoy doing it for one, and it's easy and it's fun, and we get to talk about music stuff. Why? Why would I not like that? Uh, so yeah. Quick, couple quick announcements. The only one thing I wanted to say for today's episode is that uh, I found out if you download the Anchor app, which is like the main place this podcast is hosted, if you download the Anchor app, you can search Topcast and then you can click to leave an audio message. So through my Discord, which you can go to discord.gg forward slash Topmass, not Topcast, Topmass, you can leave a written question through the podcast questions channel. However, if you want to do a actual call in to the podcast, you can do that. And then I can put your call on the show. So if you want to do that, you can do that. So today we have a couple of cool things happening. I have a very interesting article to talk about, but more importantly today with me is Jason, right? Jason. Jason. Yeah. You got it. Jason. Okay. So Jason works for Spotify, which this podcast is also hosted on Spotify, which is pretty cool. And of course, Spotify is music. That's great. Music related. So you work in you work for Spotify. Uh that's right. Right. And and you work on which team do you work on for Spotify? So I actually run my own team now. So uh oh, great. basically I'm I'm a, uh in charge of the web infrastructure team and then uh, I just started up another team, uh named to be determined, but uh, it's pretty much test infrastructure, so build and test infra. Right. Okay. So that's cool. So web infrastructure was previous and now you're going to be building and testing web related infrastructure or web related It's actually or... going to be more than just web. It's it's just more okay. basically like shared test infrastructure, shared shared tooling for uh helping people write tests. Right. Okay. So obviously like obviously without talking about any upcoming projects or something, do you have any examples of a tool that maybe you would build to test and whether it goes out or not, it's like just something interesting like I I I don't I mean for me, I open Spotify and I listen, right? I don't <laughs> I don't know that if there's any special tools that I need, you know, to make that happen. Yeah, I, I think one thing that you'll probably see from us soon is uh, something that we're going to open source. So um, I'm hoping that both of these teams end up open sourcing a lot of things. Um, this is something I think Spotify hasn't done great with in the in the past. We do have some popular open source projects, uh, but for the web space and kind of for the testing space, not a whole lot for us to look at on, on the Spotify GitHub, unfortunately. Cool. But what you'll probably see from us is an integration testing framework for web systems that myself and a few others put together. Um, about two years ago, it's been kind of one of the things powering our uh, desktop app, like at least the automated test behind it for a while. And uh, it's good that maybe the public gets to use this because I think it's quite useful. That's really, really cool. So um, you're talking about uh, integrating with with having other people to be able to kind of to, to add projects to it. Is that what you're saying by it being open source? Other people can kind of create projects that are integrated around it, like through API or? Well, I think um, so what, what this thing is, uh, we call it cassette, uh, naturally. And uh, so if you've ever heard of uh, VCR testing, you ever right. heard of VCR testing before? I haven't heard, heard of VCR testing. I had a VCR going up. Right on. <laughs> so VCR testing, it's a fairly simple concept. Um, so uh, let's say, you know, a typical scenario, you have a unit test, right? So and a unit test is just something like, you know, picture um, I've got a function in my source code and I want to make sure over time that this function continues to do what 
uh, I intend it to do, right? Right. So uh, in that case, I would write a unit test for it, right? And I would just have this test that's, that calls the function just over with and certain over. parameters and over and over and, yeah. and just make sure that I get the right response or the right things happen, right? If you kind of go a little bit higher, you might write an integration test. And this might be a thing that tests that a particular UI component works properly or possibly that even a large portion of an entire app uh, works the way that you might expect. And usually with those tests, you would kind of write it from the perspective of a user. Um, and mm -hmm. uh, in this case, um, where cassette comes into play is uh, it, it will record any network request that happens behind the scenes while the test is running. And okay. that way, uh, when you're going to run your test on a CI environment, on a continuous integration environment, it's going to be way faster. It's going to be way more stable. And it kind of allows you to write these higher level kind of user driven tests uh, and have some degree of um, certainty that it's going to be more stable than it would otherwise be if it was making network requests. And you're doing this thousands of times, right, you know, right. over and over again throughout the day. So that's really, really cool. That's, I mean, in my opinion, I, I, I personally believe most of my audience will not, most may not have any idea what that means. But uh, so I don't know if there's a, a, a layman version of that. I assume not. But in, in any case, that's really, really cool. And it sounds like it's going to be much more uh, for, for building new tools, right? That's really, really important. Yeah, totally. No, it's very important. Uh, the, the the kind of purpose behind automated testing, if you can think of it this way, is just to make sure. So think of, of Spotify. At one point when we first started, probably way before I was hired, you know, uh, it was a small-ish app and you could probably have a certain degree of certainty that everything was working properly just by kind of testing it yourself, right? So if you were going to write some software, you're going to build a website, whatever you're going to do, the way that you would kind of start to make sure over time that this is working properly is you would just click around and you would just make sure okay i just made right. this change yeah. and i'm pretty sure it's working it's good i'm putting it out there right uh, but as your kind of company and your software grows suddenly now like if we're at a place at spotify where we have like 2000 something engineers just engineers we have a lot mm -hmm. of other employees that do other stuff but thinking 2000 engineers and all this software, and obviously it's a profitable company. And so it's a little hard to just make sure that the software works by clicking around, right? So oh, exactly. Like, I mean, you're going to have millions of people doing a million different things. Anything absolutely. could break at any moment. So, you know. yeah, exactly. You know, and th there could be financial implications, you know, that's part of it. But also, you know, we want to put out quality stuff. And so, yeah one of the ways that you achieve quality is just by writing really good tests. And I think this is something I'm, I've been into for a while and uh, a lot of folks at Spotify are, I'm not the only one. So your, your, your team specifically, it's, it sounds like is, is more around uh, the infrastructure to, to ensure that these tools are tested properly and are released properly without too many hiccups and stuff like that to make sure that when you guys are working on something new, you find a way to test that and strain it as best as possible. Is that fair to say? Yeah, both of my teams are involved in, in in that right now. Test Infra in particular is going to be focused like exclusively on this. Web Infra is this is one area that we focus on quite a bit, but uh, that is specifically on the web goal. side for the user, right? Yeah, and kind of like our overall goal is just to build like shared tooling, just to kind of make uh, other teams that are building web systems at Spotify, which for instance, our desktop is a humongous web app, right? Yeah, Not a lot of people may know this. This is actually basically a website in a box. Really? And uh, so absolutely. And then we have the web player and then Spotify.com, obviously, and, and a lot of other websites, such as like the artist portal that I'm sure you've taken, you've taken a look at yeah. and, and kind of all these systems are extremely important. And if we can make teams move faster or move with more confidence, 
then we've done a good job. And so far we're really cool. doing a pretty good job. Yeah. And, and also, I mean, if for a lot of people, pro- a lot of people open their app or they open, you know, on the website or they open uh, on Android or whatever, they open it up and, and they just, you know, everything works. But in order for everything to work, you, you, as, you, as you just mentioned, right, the website is its own like app, right? The, the iOS mm-hmm. is its own app, but all these features have to come across all the platforms at one time. It's a lot of work. And so there's a lot of testing, obviously, that needs to be Absolutely. Done. Yeah. So testing is a crucial sure. component. Yeah, for sure. That is really, really cool, man. So uh, I'm, I'm probably not going to have a lot of questions related to actual infrastructure testing. I mean, sure. there, there are going to be some techies out there who are super, super interested in what you just said. And, and I myself am. I mean, I worked at tech, right? And it's the same thing. I worked in tech at a company called Shopify for anybody who doesn't know what that is. Living under a rock, I think. If you <laughs> spend any time on the internet. Um, but yeah, so, so I, I, but I have, I have, uh, you know, questions related to uh, features and stuff like that, that, that were out and kind of the direction and stuff like that. Sure. Um, but yeah, so one of the, one of the, uh, and, and this will be, uh, I feel like this is also going to be a segment on my podcast and otherwise it's really, really casual because I don't, you know, I don't have a ton of questions that will be specific for, for what you, you do on a day to day. Right. But I just thought it was really, really cool that you're going to have some insight and stuff like that. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I, you know, what? one thing, one feature that I, I used to love in Spotify and it, and it went away. And I mean, I assume it's never coming back. Probably it does. I, I feel like probably five originally, maybe 5% of users even knew about it. And probably it wasn't even used by barely anybody. You remember? Do you remember the visualizer in Spotify? Were you around when the visualizer was? Oh my a thing? god! Yeah, of course I remember that. Dude, where's the visualizer, man? Yeah, I know. I I ask myself that question a lot. I I I don't know the answer to this. So you're talking about on on desktop, right? Right on the on the. Well, I mean, I had Windows, so on the Windows and maybe even Mac too. But I know for sure on the Windows web app, there was a visualizer, and I I had heard. I mean. I had heard that there was an issue with memory on it and that's when it was removed memory leak and it just never came back. I love that thing. I loved it too. It, it, what, what I liked about it the most was um, so at Spotify, one of the things that we do is uh, twice a year, basically the whole company um, kind of takes a week off more or less, right? You're still coming to the office and stuff like that, but it's called hack week, right? Yeah. And we so have, you can we kinda, had hack days at Shopify as well. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's a great idea. And and the purpose behind it is that kind of, you know, okay, the whole year you're doing whatever you're doing, you're building web in for a test in for whatever team you're on. But this is an opportunity for you to just try out new ideas yeah, and kind of be creative and just, you know, mess around, like ship something. And I, when the visualization feature was around, a lot of people did really cool hacks with it. I remember one person built um, like a helicopter game what? and it was based off of, <laughs> uh, yeah. And you, and like, you would never see this, but like, it was based off of like the audio data of the right, like kind of uh, what's that game on Steam that uh, there's a game on Steam where you move your mouse to the the to the oh, okay. to the music and it, and it uses your own music, yeah. Yeah, and it, I guess it might it would have been similar to that. So I remember that was one of the really cool hacks. And, uh, you know, so you would basically navigate this kind of helicopter in a 2D environment and it would kind of you'd have to go up and down the audio 
you know, bars and stuff like that. Cool. And it was really, really cool. And I've seen, I, and I remember at one point somebody took a lot of the like Winamp visualizations and ported right. them over and made them work. Oh, like which retro. I thought was really cool. Really cool. Yeah, totally. So, um, so I, cool. I don't actually know what happened to it or why it went away. I don't have those details, awesome. but uh, yeah. I miss it too, man. I, I would love for it to come All right, back. So, so people, so anybody who works with your boy, Jason out here uh, from Spotify, if you're listening, let's get us some visualizers going again. Just crank it out. Come on. I support that. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, I know. Obviously, there's no, there's no, you know, information as to like w- when things will be released. This kind of, you know, that stuff is all, a, you never know, right? But uh, that'd be really, really cool. If it ever came back, I'd be super happy. Yeah, um, me too. I would definitely hack on it. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, so across the, uh, I mean, Spotify has got a, got a theme, right? Um, the theme, <laughs> the theme is, is pretty much, across the whole thing right the black and green it's it's uh people know when they see the black and green they know it's spotify right they know it's not apple music they know it's not something else uh but mm-hmm. with that being said it, do you guys think in the and i mean again it's not something that's a guarantee or anything but do you guys feel like you may have the ability for users to kind of have their own themes moving forward and stuff at least for their like their web apps or their uh for the desktop app or for their ios or whatever like kind of theme it like much like slack can do and um yeah like D- discord has a light and a dark mode and you can theme that too uh, that's interesting i uh Probably not, right? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know anything about that i i could ask the desktop team i mean i was i worked on desktop for about uh two or three years um i don't recall there being kind of any anything in the backlog for that it just but, sounds uh, like i like a lot a of cool customization idea. huh Absolutely. I, mean, with, I would love that <laughs> with the visualizer and with the it, I w- Winamp give, takes me back, man. Winamp was Winamp was the player, and people still oh, use yeah. Winamp to this day. People, Absolutely, people still. Have you seen uh, Have you seen WebAmp? WebAmp? No, I haven't. WebAmp, you're gonna be amazed. So, <laughs> what WebAmp is is a uh, um, is basically it's Winamp but uh, coded on the web. So, like, it's oh, wow. available as a website, and you could upload your MP3s. You could play music on it. Okay, it's but who wants to upload MP3s? Fantastic. Who wants to upload their? Yeah, MP3s? I mean, people that love Winamp, man. I don't know, but it, it's unbelievable, <laughs> and they did such a good job. Like, you could actually, um, I think you could, you know, it's compatible with the skins and different things like this. Like, so. Um, I know one of the guys that works on it and it's incredible. Cool. Um, what about, uh, you know, what would be really cool is if there was the ability to actually have Winamp and I know maybe this is possible, like, uh, hacked so that it could hook into Spotify. So, you, you know, you could, you could browse through like with a search, you know what I mean? Well, I guess I'm just essentially looking mm-hmm. for a Winamp theme for Spotify at the end of the day, but it'd be cool if they could connect, you know, and then you, you could listen. Yeah, that, that would Winamp. be cool. I, I know that, um, one of the, the WebAmp guys, they invited me to their, uh, discord channel and they were basically asking me the same question. If, if sort of WebAmp would be able to kind of integrate in some way with spot with Spotify. So I don't know where they're at with that. I did kind of point them towards our public API and sort of try to see if they can get something working. Yeah. Um, there's a few options that they would be able to do to kind of, you know, hook into Spotify, but I'm not sure if it's going to be sufficient for them. I got to probably check in see how that's going. Cool. Um, so how, how many people are working currently for uh, Spotify? 
I want to say we're like 4,000 employees, something like that right now. Nice. That's worldwide. Big. I don't, I don't know if those numbers, so I don't even know if we can talk about the, like numbers like that and stuff. I, if not, we'll find yeah, out. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Okay. I mean, yeah, there, it, there are certain things I'm not going to be able to talk about. And if that comes up, I'll, I'll say no. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess you would know better than I, I just don't want to poke and prod at things, you know, because there's lots of stuff under the hood. People can't say. No, man, ask away. It's cool. I'll, I'll tell you if there's something I can't talk about. So if you guys come across any, like for, for, so just an example of, and maybe, maybe it's not something that you've come across but like a recurring a recurring kind of thing like so for example um recurring kind of i guess you would call it like a meme around your like your kind of company if that makes sense for example i worked in in at shopify for support but shopify was um it was not really a, a word in like any dictionary and neither was spotify but so we had this weird uh we had this weird thing where anybody who would reach out to us 90% of the time, if they were first time like Shopify customers or merchants, they would say either Spotify, <laughs> I need help with my Spotify store, uh, or they would say it would autocorrect Chopoly. And that would be Chopoly. Cho- like, see, yeah. So when people, because I worked on customer support originally, and it would come out as like Chopoly, C H O P I L Y. And that was just, oh, that's funny. So we would call, so we, you know, we had like little logos and stuff that looked like the Spotify logo. But the Shopify logo, like the Shopify logo with the Spotify thing on the bag, right? To, oh, that's Just fantastic. as like a little meme, like to put in Slack. Um, when we're talking about people that are reaching out and saying Spotify, not Shopify. That's fantastic. <laughs> because it's I like the that. same. It, it sounds the same. People <laughs> all the time get confused. We have a green logo, you guys, you know. So is there anything anything like that that you can recall? Uh, nothing like that that I can recall. No, I, I haven't worked with, uh, with customer service all that much. Um, one, one thing I would say that, uh, has, has always kind of come up is sort of like, um, people that use the, the free version of Spotify, which, Mm -hmm. um, so if you're not familiar, you could sign up on Spotify and you don't have to pay for anything. I think I know where this Um, is going, but please continue. (laughs) Yeah. And so when, when you have the free version, um, the, what, what, what you'll get is you'll get ads every so often, right? And, uh, the ads are on a, totally different volume sometimes right yeah. so yep. but like i think one of the things i've heard people talk about i don't know if this is currently an issue but um is it like they might be listening to classical music or something like that right and then all of a sudden the song ends and there's this extremely loud kind of mm-hmm. blaring ad that you know um yeah so i remember for for a little while for about five minutes i was working on this problem or or you know at least on the desktop client i was trying oh, really? to work on cool yeah i was um so we were trying, to, we, we were trying, I guarantee we were trying so to solve this the app problem. Has, well, I believe, I believe it's fixed now and I'm, I may be just talking, you know, I, I, I believe it's fixed now. I don't have the free version. I, I pay for Spotify. So bless up mm-hmm. Spotify. You guys are Thank you. dope. Also, um, another thing people don't know is, and well, hold on, I'll talk about this after. Uh, yeah, I pay for, I pay for Spotify. So it's not a problem for me. Uh, there's a guy named Gus Johnson. You have to watch this video. If you, you know who Gus Johnson is on YouTube. No, I don't think okay, so. Okay, so you've got he did he did the perfect parody for it. It's like what using Spotify is, is like or whatever. And it's you know this oh music God. playing and then all of a sudden he like put he, he has a uh an air horn and stuff and he's like uh using like a spoon inside of a blender to make a ton of noise. Like, Pay for Spotify premium. He's yelling. <laughs> it's really really funny. That's so good. So Please send that to me after yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely check that out, guys. Um but uh that's that's a, a really good video. But um, yeah, I don't know if it's it's still a problem. 
however, you do. I mean, Spotify automatically equalizes in the client, right? So it's it's it, it well, equalizes yeah, the music. I mean, What's, we we do the, the best challenge? that we can for sure. If we, um, I, and again, it's been probably three and a half years since I was even working on this problem. But I remember at the time, um, there was kind of an issue between sort of like content that we had, like we were able to kind of normalize the ads, like the in-house ads that we have, right? And, right. and any ads for, you know, that we kind of knew of that were kind of in our um, in our systems already, right? But then there was a whole kind of slew of ads that were kind of, um out of our control, there was just really nothing that we right. could do. Um, right. And so it would kind of require, uh, if we were going to address this, it, we would have to have a lot of code built into the actual clients. And what it would have done is it would have probably slowed down the user experience quite significantly um, in order for us to do it, because basically we would have to kind of like process the files and kind of analyze things in the client using your phone, using your computer, whatever. And so it, it probably would have, made things quite slow if i had to guess right i think the only i mean right off the top of my head i don't know if so when you're so for example when you're a company creating an ad i would just assume that they have a portal to do so uh, you know through spotify so they just po post their audio file and it gets thrown into rotation yeah and, and that's a good point they so they might not be an issue anymore because if you wanted to put an ad on spotify now you can go to um uh, what is it? I should actually know this because I work at Spotify, <laughs> but, um, I think it is. So internally we call it ad studio. Uh, but let me just see if that's the thing. Yeah. Ad studio. Yeah. Ad studio. Yeah. I you go. Right. Yeah. So if you want to put an ad on Spotify, you go there. Go ahead, and I'm pretty sure if you're going through that, you're probably not going to have an issue, but, uh, again, I don't work on that team, well, so, so I can't say for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I can only assume the the problem would be solved by, a guideline of like a decibel limit and something that can like scan as you upload and be like, this is too loud or something. But I mean, that's just how be, I, I remember I don't again know. when I worked on that problem and I'm not an audio guy, you're an audio guy. So you could probably fill in yeah. the details here, but you know, even if you have uh, the same kind of decibel level, you could still just basically take all of those bars and raise them as high as you can, just so it's kind of hitting you in the face. And right. I think a lot of advertisers love to do that. Oh, I, I can only imagine. Well, that's the thing is it, it sucks because it works for them. So you know, people have that problem, right? You 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 have this crossroads where people want to find a way to exploit that system for their ads, and you guys don't want people to be shouting at everybody when they're just trying to listen to a little Mozart, you know, kick back. Yeah, feet up. I mean, they do want to get attention, so I guess it works. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't know how you solve that problem. I I couldn't tell you, but I assume maybe I, maybe you guys. I th I'm, as far as I know, it's not a complaint that I see anymore. So I think I think yeah, somebody over there is doing good like, work. I, I haven't heard very much complaints about it. it, it might might still be an issue but um i I, yeah, I, ha I haven't heard that much about it recently i remember when it was and yeah the gus johnson video that is definitely <laughs> definitely you've got to yeah. check it out. it's hilarious yeah he's great anyways um yeah so that's fantastic so th that's awesome dude so how is so do you work uh remote or do you work in the office at spotify so I, I work in the office most of the time, but um, so I've got a long commute. I, I decided to live in Connecticut and work in Manhattan. Oh, and so, man. um, you know, my commute's like two and a half hours each way. Uh, and I don't mind doing it. I love it. It's the greatest job in the world. But uh, thankfully, they're cool when they let me work from home, you know, one or two days a week, something like that, or really if I ever need to. It's not a big deal. Yeah. I, well, Spotify's got a, a really good uh, rating on Glassdoor as well. I assume, assume it's a great place to work. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I've been at Spotify now for over seven years. I'm approaching like seven and a half years. Cool. And uh, it's a great place to work. Um, that's really, really cool. So uh, do you have, uh, I assume you guys have uh, any 
a really really cool office right where uh you oh have yeah any kind of yeah cool it's a playground it's we a had a playground. we had a slide at first for people who are interested i worked in the no ottawa way. office of shopify we had a slide uh, it, at the time there was a, a lot of floors it went all the way from like the eighth floor i think up to the 14th at the time that i was there i'm not sure there was a slide going down uh from like the ninth to the eighth floor when the eighth was where the cafeteria was and there was food catered every day it was really really great what the hell, man? we don't have a slide what you don't I have a doing? slide well there, no, we there, don't have a slide at all like what's going on here but come on you you have to have a games room do you guys have a games room oh yeah no we got a game okay, room and okay. it's amazing so in, in new york we're a little bit cramped we're actually in the process of moving to a new office cool. and i've been told that in our new office we're going to have a really sweet game room but if you go to our stockholm office which is like the home office for spotify because it's right. a swedish company okay uh their game room is incredible um you know you you walk in and there's probably i don't know 40 or 50 high-end kind of gaming pcs you know so you can go in there and they're all set up with various games and so there's a few uh, Spotify gaming clubs. There's a few folks that kind of um, play these games and stream on Twitch while they're doing it from the office. And it's pretty cool. Really? People stream yeah, from the totally. office? Cool. Do you guys yeah, uh, yeah, have a do. VR setup over there? Or uh, do you yeah, dabble do. too much in the VR? I don't know anything about it. All I know is it's a room and there's like sensors on on the walls. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a whole thing. But I, I haven't actually tried it. That's pretty cool. Wow, yeah, I'm. I, I assume. Uh, I assume it's pretty snazzy. If I'm ever in the area, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be hitting you up and be like, "Hey, man, absolutely. Hey man, can I come check it out?" <laughs> I used to <laughs> yeah, get people. How often do you come to New York? Uh, well, uh, if I'm if I'm back home, so I recently moved to the West Coast as of a year ago. I, I live now in Vancouver, BC. So obviously that's quite far. But my ah. uh, yeah, I grew up in uh, Ontario near toronto so i mean that's like a three-hour drive it's not a i think i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure it's not not that far from like toronto so yeah that's uh that's that's not too bad and and, and when i go home like visit family and stuff you never know i I might i may be in the area you never know that'd be cool yeah yeah to check out the office so the next thing i wanted to ask you about i completely lost my notes for a second there but the next thing i want to ask you about um this is really cool this is actually one of the features this is why i use spotify and and if you're listening to this podcast and you don't use spotify this is why you need to use it over apple music over your youtube playlist over anything uh two reasons one you can get a significant discount if you're a student right isn't that true you can get like half off or something like that uh, I think so. Yeah, I, I don't know. I yeah, so. we don't want to misquote, but I think it's like five dollars instead of ten or something. Um, I remember seeing that. Yeah, it's wicked. So if you sign up with an edu email, awesome, right? So if you're in school, it's like make sure you use your yeah your school email and sign up. That is really cool. And then the second thing, this is the feature right here, man. And I wanted to talk about this, and and I really hope you have some insight. I'm not sure, but the Monday Discover queue. Dude, Monday Discover Q knows me and my music taste better than I know myself. That's amazing. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how, but it's amazing, dude. It's absolutely incredible. And honestly, like, so I could maybe for a minute talk about a tiny bit of the tech behind sure. it. Uh, it. You know, well, not really, because like I'm not, a, I'm not like a machine learning person. But what I can say is that Spotify has some of the best machine learning people in the entire world uh, working on these things. And and when I was talking about open source earlier, if you're into machine learning and you're into big data, there is a a, a very popular open source thing that helps uh, 
teams kind of build things like we're building and it's called Shio. It's S C I O on GitHub. Okay. And this is kind of what powers a lot of our big data pipelines that kind of allow us to put together uh, things like discover weekly and things like um, you're talking, you're like you're talking about. It's incredible. Cool. Um, yeah. So, so if you don't know what discover weekly is, I'll give you guys a quick rundown uh, and Jason can correct all my mistakes when I make them. Uh, so every Monday, uh, Spotify curates a list of 30. Is it 30 songs, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah, 20 or 30, something like that. I think it's 30. 30 songs, let's just say around 30 songs, that um, that use your music tastes and essentially just recommend 30 new songs for you. Now, what's really important to note is that it doesn't recommend things generally that you've heard before or listened to a lot before. Sometimes I notice things do pop up that I've listened to before on Spotify, but very rarely. So very minimally. So if you're listening to songs, it like you're generally, this is going to be plastered with stuff that you've never heard before artists. You've never heard before. And it's all going to be great because it's going to be like what you love. But one tip I would give people is if you're somebody who likes, like you actually click the like button on a lot of music Make sure that you diversify that. Uh, one thing I noticed with the, and this is maybe, I don't know if, if people, other people found this. One thing that I've found is if, for example, I like hip hop and then I also like EDM, uh, like specifically like progressive house or something or whatever. If I just like one week a, a bunch of hip hop, I'm not going to get much progressive house because it, I really put that emphasis on clicking that thumbs up button on or, or clicking that you know like button on on hip hop so so diversify your likes on songs you really like you really like a, like just use that when you really like a song that's what I've found when I really I'm like oh man this is like above hip hop this is like oh this is amazing hip hop song then it, it, the, the discover queue weekly which blows my mind it's so good yeah another really good way to, to kind of um, give a good signal to our algorithms that you really like something is to put a song in a playlist right so that's um, I think there's a lot of different signals that kind of go into how discover weekly is built right so mm -hmm. whether you listen to an entire song whether you click the like button whether you kind of skip after 30 seconds whether you add it to your playlist uh, whether you share the song like there, there's all these kind of things that you can do that we would classify as being either kind of positive or negative whatever and right. kind of all of those signals, all of that feedback goes into uh, what is your Discover Weekly playlist. And it's fascinating. I have no idea right. how the math works behind the scenes, but it's amazing. And they do a great job. Yeah. I, something to note. Yeah. What I thought was really cool is that it does factor in things like if you skip a song early. Um, additionally, yeah, that's a really good tip. So I do add things to playlists. However, I, I need to diversify my playlist a little bit more because I usually only add like hip hop to my playlist. So, but I like all kinds of music. So I still found it to be pretty good when I'm, when I'm browsing around and liking different stuff, but mostly, yeah, that's true. My discover is, uh, hip hop related because that's what I put into playlists and that's what yeah. But uh, another thing to note too is with the Discover Weekly, you can actually it's always there. So on Monday, it's really promoted to you, but it's always there any day of the week. And if you actually follow it, um, and you have it as offline, this is something I really like about it. It will it will automatically change on your Spotify every week and then re-download those those songs so you don't have to use data and it will always yeah it was so it will switch itself off even if you follow that one like it automatically switches itself out with the new songs which is cool 
Yeah, it's incredible. One, one thing that I've heard uh, people have issues with, especially if they have kids and like, you know, uh, let, let's picture you've got kids and you have one Spotify account. And so you're spending half your time listening to, you know, Metallica and half your time, which is my band, uh, my favorite band, uh, okay. or half your time, you know, listening to kids music, right? And so you would imagine your Discover Weekly might get a little strange at that point. Right. So if you find yourself in that situation, one thing that you can do, <clears throat> if you're using the desktop app, at least, I'm sure you could do this on mobile. I'm just not sure how. But uh, if you click on Spotify and then click on private session, this is kind of like Chrome incognito mode. Okay. So now this is kind of like anything you're listening to or, you know, whatever. Uh, this isn't going to kind of go into Discover Weekly or anything like that. Cool. That's a good tip. And then another tip for guys, this is, uh, this. so this obviously uses the whatever the uh, machine learning algorithms to to figure out what kind of music you like it's not specific to the discover weekly what i found that's really really cool to find new music too like because i'll blast through that discover weekly in two days and then i'm like okay i want to find more music sometimes depending on you know whether i'm in a really listening mood or whatever something cool you can do is you can right click a playlist that you've created and you can um you can create a new playlist based around it so uh, I'm looking at my Spotify now. Yeah, so if it's as long as it's your playlist, it has to be your playlist. If it's your playlist, you can right click on it and then you can choose create similar playlist, which creates a playlist of the same length, same type of songs, but all different songs. So I'll have a hip hop playlist that I made that I've curated and then I'll right click it and create a similar one and then I have like a copy, but it's all new music that's like that's the same kind of music it's awesome so that's you have yeah 200 Spotify does a great job with uh helping people discover music that and so for for a guy like me let me give you some context as to like how sure. i listen to music i i basically listen to the same maybe 30 or 40 songs over and over and over again <laughs> and that's cool i'm not you know i'm not asking for pity here this is amazing this is how i like to do things but spotify even gets a guy like me to like try out new things That's and kind of you know too. discover yeah, new artists and it kind of like you know even for somebody like me where i i tend to only listen to what i listen to uh i've i've discovered a few really cool things uh that i wouldn't have otherwise found yeah i i i could not agree more i i found that i'm not somebody who really goes like i'm not on youtube all day like a lot of people like looking at all these edm playlists and stuff i like i find a, a good song once in a while i add it to my chill playlist or whatever and I just, yeah, but the discover and the addition of the discover in addition to me, like hammering the same, I'll do that. And it's the same thing. And that's what makes the discover so great is because I hammer these songs into my brain for a week straight. And then it's like, all right, well, I got some new ones to add to the playlist now. And then when I shuffle it, that's when the magic happens. Cause I've already added all these to the playlist that I've cherry picked out of discover. And then I'll shuffle that playlist one day and it's like all older stuff. And it's, but I, I those are the, just the, the creme de la creme right of hip-hop for me because uh i'm cherry picking from discover right into my playlist called dank only if anyone likes hip-hop you can listen to my playlist i have a playlist it's by the account top mass music on spotify it's called dank only and it's all caps and it's it has like a couple people following it already because i promoted another twitter and amazing stuff. but yeah so i like cherry pick just and so my hope my uh you know my ladder of like what is dank and what isn't dank it has to so i I'm, i produce music so the whole thing is like it has to be really bumping in terms of the instrumental the track so it's got to be upbeat hype bumping just make you like you know like just you know just go so that's my criteria for dank only if anyone cares so 
that's one to check out. But it sounds like you're a Metallica guy. I don't know if you're going to be following Danny Coleman anytime soon. I'll give it a listen, man. I'm open to anything. <laughs> it's all trap. So, it, it, you know, if you're like, oh, yeah, I do dabble in hip hop. And, and that that means Biggie Smalls and Jay-Z and Nas and stuff like that. So right it's not any of that. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. It may I have not... no idea what trap is. I'm, I'm like uh, <laughs> an old person. Yeah. All right. No worries, dude. <laughs> cool. Okay. So that's kind of all I had for you for questions. And I wanted to, I, I have some viewer questions if you also want to be a part of that. And I also had an article which I wanted to go over, which is really, really interesting quickly. Um, that's musical. Go for it. Cool. Go for it. So uh, the art, I'll go over the article. And we'll do the questions at the end. The article is um, from Avril Lavigne. So Avril Lavigne has just dropped a new video called tell me it's over. And that's all well and good. But then it got me thinking about a story that I, I heard um, some time ago. Uh, Avril Lavigne, there's a theory and maybe you've heard this, there's a theory that started in 2012 that Avril Lavigne had died, okay? So there there are a significant amount of people out there on the internet that believe Avril Lavigne has already died and has been replaced with a clone. However, this sounds crazy, right? A clone, specifically? Right, right, okay. So, yeah, this sounds crazy, right. But get this. She used to get a little bit tired of the paparazzi and stuff like this. So back in the day, she actually had hired a body double. This is all true. She had hired a body double named Melissa Vendella. And that was, it, she looked just like her. That was her body double. Like they looked really, really close. But yeah, there's basically a ton of, and this is, I, I don't know if I buy into it, but there's a ton of evidence that people have found about, um, you know, freckles on her arm that are different than freckles on her arm from pictures in 2012. And, you know, People are under the impression that she had died at the height of her career and she'd already kind of had this body double there she, that she used and had picked up on her mannerisms and stuff like that being, you know, her kind of vice for the paparazzi being the scapegoat. And now, yeah, they, they just assume that she took her place, which is, I mean, imagine that. And then I, I can understand why then her music took such a big of a break, right? Because if they got to now train this new person to 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 learn how to sing well enough i don't know what do you, i don't know what do you think about all that i i'm silent because i'm blown away like <laughs> you know it's true a part of me wants this to be true just because that sounds amazing but yeah so yes i don't uh yeah so there I don't was listen to Avril Lavigne or anything i haven't heard this new album so no, I haven't does heard it sound either. different does it sound like the same person yeah no i mean i i would say it sounds different i would say she looks different but however people have had this theory since you know, just after 2012. So 2012, there was a Portuguese blog post that like somebody said like Avril is dead. And then that was like the only one. And that kind of like disappeared. Um, and I guess there's something like this happened with Paul McCartney as well before. I don't know if that was true, but people are saying that this happened before with Paul, Paul McCartney. He had like a doppelganger, but uh, yeah, no. So Av Avril Lavigne had a, a, a doppelganger. The main basis of the evidence for the story is, is Avril today has less freckles on her arm than Avril in 2003 or whatever. I, I, I don't know if I buy into it myself, but yeah, that, that sounds like definitive evidence, right? Fewer freckles. However, she sounds different. I mean, it, it's, it's interesting. Okay. So you make your own it's conclusions. It's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. I doubt it's true, but it's very interesting. <laughs> I want to look into this. There is a significant amount of people that really believe this. Um, so, so there are some, several clues about the death of Avril Lavigne in the lyrics and covers for the next albums. For example, her 2004 hit nobody's home 
is allegedly a clue for her suicide. She wants to go home, but nobody's home. It's where she lies broken inside with no place to go, no place to go. Dry her eyes broken inside. Those are her lyrics, right? Um, she's losing her face. She's fallen from grace. She's all over the place. And th- these are, you know, and slipped away is another song it says it wasn't fake. It's happened. You pass by. You're gone. No, you're gone. You know, so I don't know. I mean, that's, there's, there's more. There's clues that people have found. Everything, everything turns into a clue, right? I mean, this sounds like a cryptogram. This is exactly (laughs) what I want to look into. Okay. Well, there you go. Look into it. So here's, but here's the facts. We do know that she used a doppelganger. And this is our, I mean, this is old, old news. I'm only talking about it because Avril Lavigne, you know, has a new stuff out now, like, like right now, just came out kind of thing. So that's, she just, her tell me it's over was released December 12th, 2018. So brand new, brand new video. Is a video out, but she, I mean, yeah, you, you know, she's definitely, you know, like, but here's the thing on top of that, um, the tell me it's over video talks about, um, she, she had, uh, she had like a, a medical disease. Uh, let's see here. Lyme disease. She had a battle with Lyme disease apparently. So that could also play a factor, right? In her looking different and sounding different and stuff. Who knows? That's that's just new news or something. I think that she had Lyme disease. But anyways, I'm hooked. I'm gonna look into <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, you have to look into it. Okay, uh, so now I'm just gonna take a couple of podcast questions. I don't have anybody calling in yet because, of course, at the beginning of this podcast, I've just told people that they have the ability to. But yeah, you want to leave me a question? Anchor, download the Anchor app, and you can actually go to Topcast through the Anchor app, and you can leave a voice message. You can call in. So that's kind of neat, neato. Um, yeah, so that's cool. So, uh, here's something that's cool. Um, your absolute favorite books, select, select, select asks my absolute favorite books. I didn't have, I didn't, never did a lot of reading. I, oh, you know what? I, I liked, um, uh, Crucial Conversations is a good book. I really liked that. I learned some, not all, because Crucial Conversations, not the original, not the first one, but like the the new one, uh, there was like two versions. That's a good book. And then I read Harry Potter uh, back in the day. I'll read all the Harry Potters. Bec- and, and you know what's cool too is the Harry Potters, I, I'm, I, I, it's frustrating when you watch the movies. Like, I loved all the movies. The one big frustration with reading all the Harry Potter books was and I don't know if you've read everybody. But the but the one big frustration was the what's the one with the do you watch Harry Potter? No, I've never watched one. Are you serious? You've never watched I've never watched one, never read one. Oh yeah. my never, good. never done it. Get on it, like, brother. Everyone I every everyone I work with, the the you know, they're into that, but I've never never done it. Okay. I you know you recommend it? I absolutely I do. Yeah. Um the the w- people are gonna um the potions book um harry potter potions what 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 book was that uh, i don't know but the the where he had the 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 book of from snape with the potions that book specifically people are gonna get mad at me because i don't know the name i don't just don't know the name off the top of my head that book is nothing like the movie that is the furthest one away from the movie i found that was my problem with reading the book versus watching the movie but uh i wanted to just know more about that potions book like more of those spells all this anyways i won't talk about it too long but um <laughs> So what is your favorite book? My favorite book. Uh, there's one that I read over the summer, which okay. I usually don't read uh, too many advice kind of books or, you know, self-help books, but this one was amazing. Uh, it's called the subtle art of not giving a fuck. <laughs> and uh, it is, it's absolutely amazing. Um, 
and uh, I won't spoil anything for you. I would just highly recommend. I it. actually it's, it's do obviously... want you to spoil something for me. I just was going to ask, what from that book have you found using in your day to day that's made a difference, if anything? Well, I think uh, kind of an overall theme of like, um, it's so easy to kind of get into the pattern of feeling like you have to be absolutely productive, absolutely efficient, absolutely just as successful as you can be. I mean, you know, you see all these articles about people who are millionaires and billionaires before they're 30. Right. right? And and so you're you're comparing yourself against that. Right. And kind of this book flies in the face of that. And it sort of is more along the lines of uh, just being OK with what you got, being OK with, you know, uh, not being as successful as, uh, as everyone around you right. or, you know, and just kind of like being okay with it and just being like, you know, content with where you're at and happy in that space. That's cool. And I love that. I actually really love that. I think a lot more people could, could use that message. Um, on, on the, the co coattails of that. Uh, yeah, I think, I think th that makes a lot of sense. And if people, comparison is dangerous comparison is very dangerous and instagram stuff when you when you every time you open instagram you're almost sending subliminal messages to yourself of all these other people doing better than you are but it's all fake and just try to go in with the smallest of grain the biggest of grains of salt when you open up your your instagram and your snapchat feeds and this and that uh th with that being said um for anybody who's listening out there who's i'm so i'm only 26 now so I'm giving you advice that's given to me by financial, my uncle's a financial uh, investor for, for people for millions of their dollars. Like this is what he does. And he told me, and this is something that will, this, if you want, if you want to be successful later, later in life and you have a paycheck coming in, just put away money. That's literally all he says. If you're, if the, the best thing that you have is time. So if you're under 25 years old, if you're at any age, if you're young, just put away money every paycheck, whatever you like. You have it taken off automatically. You won't even notice it's gone. That's that's the biggest thing. I mean, that's the dumbest thing to say, right? Save cliche, but truly, you won't even notice it coming off. Do it. You won't even notice it coming off, and uh, and and ten years down the road, you know, especially if you can't touch it or can't see it, you'll be like, what the heck? like? I have so much money. This is insane, and uh, it'll help you huge. That's that's the only thing. Um. So yeah, that's saving. It's good. <laughs> That's it. Great uh, so, advice. Save money. That's what it <laughs> no, but he, this guy, you know, my, uh, family, yeah, family member of mine, he manages millions of people's dollars. And that's literally, he's like, that's the best piece of advice. You are lucky because you're under 30 years old because you're young. You know, that's that you have time that I know I can't buy that. Mm -hmm. Nobody can buy that. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, here's, here's a really, really good question. And this is, I'm interested in this for you is what's the most influential video game on your life from your childhood? Uh, so I'll let you go ahead first. Sure. Yeah. The game I was always into uh, as a kid was um, the Dragon Warrior series. Um, in Japan, it was called Dragon Quest. And now actually the new games are called Dragon Quest. Uh, like they just came out with Dragon Quest 11 on PS4 that I got a few months ago. Uh, but yeah, my favorite one of that series would, was uh, Dragon Warrior 4. It was on the original Nintendo, the NES, and it's a super long, kind of complicated and difficult uh, role-playing game. And uh, that game I would just play for hours and hours and hours, just incredible. And when I got a little bit older, maybe around, I think I was 12 or 13 when this came out, the original Diablo, Diablo 1, mm, yeah. uh, I put so many hours into that game. Uh, and I guess more recently, like, uh, Minecraft, I know you were into that for a yeah, bit, uh, yeah. but still to this day, I'll come back and I'll play 
Minecraft every so often. Yeah, me too. Um, it's it's really interesting that you say that because it sounds like you're just guessing. Probably a few years older than I am. Uh, because yeah, I'm my 35. okay, yeah, exactly. Because my timeline is going to look a bit different, and that's going to be interesting to you. So, growing up, my first experience with gaming was the Nintendo sixty four. So, the most influential games at the very beginning. Uh, for me mario 64 and then donkey kong 64 those are my two big ones donkey kong 64 being like the hardest game ever to like 100 i tried to do everything and i couldn't i was super young then and then following that it would be runescape was a big one runescape and world of warcraft around the same time i actually was 12 8 or 12 i don't remember one of those two two numbers when the beta for the original world of warcraft came out um so that's uh that's what i played and then Moving forward to that, you know, in my 16, 17, 18, yeah, Minecraft uh, was a big one. But I played Minecraft in INF dev, inf dev, which was, 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 um, Classic was out at the time, Minecraft Classic, which was, had no survival aspects at all. And then inf dev was what it was called before. It was called in, inf dev, then in dev, or something like that. And that was like the very beginning of them trying survival tried it like before it was even a beta or anything so that those those are my 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 two games really uh yeah so those are mine that's that's all the questions i had for you today man i appreciate you taking the time we've we've had an hour together here and um yeah i mean do you want to uh yeah i appreciate you you coming coming along man no worries thanks for having me yeah and do you want to shout it shout anything out twitter anything i mean i i, I think your twitter's pretty interesting it's fun yeah, yeah. I tend to be kind of sarcastic on Twitter. Some <laughs> people might find that funny. So cool. if you're into that and you're into tech and JavaScript and web, uh, you'll find me at uh, Palmer J3. Palmer J3. Cool. I'll put that in the uh, the show the show notes as well. Uh, anything else? Anything else to add? That's it, man. Use Spotify. Use, use Spotify. Screw Apple. Use it. Sorry. We, no, we're just kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I could say that. Okay, sure. cool. We'll see. Well, who knows? Anyways, dude, I appreciate your time. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, this was episode three of the TopCast. Th- I'm, I'm hoping that these bad boys are just going to get better and better, and I hope to bring on um, lots of cool, interesting people. So thank you guys for, for listening, and thank you, Jason, for being here, brother. Thanks, man. Cool. See you later, everybody. Peace out. God bless.